0: last months God has really been working on your pastor's heart and mind um, I've, I've been very troubled at the lack of focus, faith, and consistency in me uh, and I've been, I've been questioning uh, God I've been questioning his word I've been struggling to, um, thanks for interrupting my, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, the, I've, been, I've been, you know, and, 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 and folks, that's okay. Do you understand what I just said? That's okay. You know, it's okay for God to trouble our minds and our hearts every once in a while. Especially when there's things there that don't belong. OK, like yesterday, I, I ran into a person that, that had left our church years ago and, and they had some not so very nice things to say. That's pretty much everybody who leaves because they've got to somehow justify what they're doing. So they say nasty things. But I was troubled not by him. I was troubled by me. Because honestly, there was no love in my heart for that person. There really wasn't. Um, I, I honestly, humanly, uh, I just felt like I'd rather thump them than love them. And I don't know whether you struggle with stuff like that with people from your past or not. But, but those are not times just to stick our head in the sand and go, oh, that's okay. Uh, no big deal. It's understandable. That's the one I hear a lot. Uh, it's understandable that, that you struggle with that person. It may be understandable, but it's not what Christ wants. And when there's something in our lives that is not what Christ wants, it's not a time to go, oh well, no big deal. It's time to get on our knees and say, okay God, what's going on in my heart? What's going on in my mind? I can sit around and I can blame that person or I can go, okay God, what's going on in me? Why do I have this feeling? Why do I have this attitude? What's going on in me that I have this lack of love? Okay, so very, very, very important. I was was having a a discussion with our new district superintendent. Uh, His wife and he and Lisa and I went out to dinner a couple of weeks ago. And and we were talking about a, a church that I won't mention because some of you grew up in it that that was that was extremely legalistic. Extremely, there was a law for everything. And I kind of grew up in that in the Church of Nazarene a little bit too. And and I and I started this started me with a, in a in a mental journey of of trying to figure out my weaknesses and and my frailties and my failures. And and I've been watching and I've been looking and I've been reading and and God took me to the book of Galatians and and you might want to read that book sometime very prayerfully because in that book what Paul is communicating is somebody, something stole your salvation. Somebody, something took your salvation and ripped it out of your Heart. Will you check on that? Let them in. Somebody, something came in and distracted you from the grace of Jesus Christ. And it's very, very important for us to go, okay, what's going on here? You know, I want to ask you a question Are you living in the saving grace and power of Jesus Christ? Are you living in that original joy and love that Jesus Christ poured into you? Are you as excited today about Jesus Christ as you were the first day you gave your life to Him? And I think these things are very important. You know, when you first get saved... You just got to tell somebody about what happened in your life. Do you still have that excitement? Is Jesus Christ still uh, the focus and is He still alive and well and hallelujah in your life? I think these things are very important to to question. These things are very important to, to understand. These things are very important to look at. If there's a lack of joy in your life, if you're in despair, if you're depressed, if you're somehow kind of, you feel like you're just under everything. If you want to blame everybody but yourself for your spiritual problems and issues, there may be a problem and it may not be everybody else. You see, these are the things as I've I've looked at all of this, I've, I've started going, okay, you know, and because here's what happened when I first got saved when I was young. When I first got saved when I was young, the first thing everybody told me was, okay, now there are certain things you shouldn't do anymore. They didn't tell me, get into the book they didn't tell me to get on my knees. They didn't tell me to find the center of God and find the will of God. They told me, well, there are certain things you can't do anymore. And I'm like, okay. And I became a teenager in the church and I wondered if there was anything I could do anymore. You know? And I, I, you know, and then all of a sudden, then there are certain things you've got to do. And the certain things they told me to do were stuff like, you've got to go to church. You know? And you've got to find your place in the church. And you've got to get active. I look back, and I begin to realize, they not only taught me wrong, they kind of stole the gospel from me. Because friends, let me help you with something. It ain't about what you do or you don't do. I don't care what you do and you don't do. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter what you do or you don't do. not do we got to get that. I was listening to a Barna speech the other day, George Barna. If you ever want to re- listen to some good podcasts and stuff, listen to his stuff. And Barna said this, he said, you've you got to understand There's 10 million born again Americans today who don't go to church because what they find at church is just the opposite of what they find in the book. 10 million. And kids, I want to help you to recognize whether you're in the center of the gospel or whether you're in the center of the church, and there is a difference. You are not saved by the church. You are saved by Jesus Christ. Okay? You are kept. You are given eternal life. Not by the church. You are given eternal life by the grace and love of Jesus Christ. And let me help you with something. If you're not living there and you're not there right there, turn with me to Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. There are Bibles at every table. Chapter 1 verse 16 says, listen, I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is Jesus Christ. The gospel is Jesus Christ. Amen. The gospel is not the Roman road. It's not the four spiritual laws. It's not anything that you come up with in your head. The gospel is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ God Himself, sitting in perfection, chose because He loved you to come down through the heavens and live in all the stuff you live in. And He chose because He loved you to in your place put Himself on a cross and suffer and die for you to do what you could never do for yourself. Somebody say amen. Amen. I mean this is powerful stuff. Are you getting it? This is the gospel. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is what it's all about. Not what goes on in a religious organization. You've got to understand that. This is so important. The gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. Then not only did He suffer and bleed and die for you and your sin, but He rose again, sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. You have no other hope other than that. Y'all missed it. You have no other hope other than that. If you're not saved and you don't live an eternal life, don't you dare blame any, Don't you blame your mama. Don't you blame the preacher. Don't you blame the church. Blame you. Amen. It's already been accomplished for you. Amen? Amen? And we should be excited about telling people about that because that's the only hope anybody's got. Amen? Amen. Yeah, well, I don't like church. Well, I don't like most church either. But the bottom line is it ain't got nothing to do with my, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't like Christians. Well, they don't like you either, but that's okay. You need to be saved. <laughs> Amen? Amen? You hear what I'm saying? You know, it's so very important. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power, the dynamite, the dunamis of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Now, let me get this belief thing a little bit. You know, I'm sorry. Well, I believe in God. Well, so does the devil. You know, I, I love you, but I don't care if you believe there's a God. I hear that all the time. Oh, I believe there's a God. Big hairy deal. You know, do you believe that God is who He says He is and that He came and did what He said He would come and do? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. Do you trust that? Yes. You've got to understand something. If you actually believe something, you actually place yourself in the center of that. None of this putzing around on the outside looking in. You get in it. Because I believe in that. You hear what I'm saying? So very, very important. So very important to understand. For the Jew first, then the, just. For the gospel. Uh, for, for, for in the gospel, a righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith. From first to last, just as it is written, the righteous live by faith. Here's what I'm starting to see, guys. Too many people go to church, but they really don't have a personal relationship with Almighty God. There is no fruit in their lives that would say to me that Jesus Christ, the Creator King of the universe, actually lives in them. That He's alive in them. That He's saving them. That He's setting them apart. That He's filling them with His Spirit. That He's filling them with His love. Filling them with His vision. Filling them with His passion. And I'm asking you this morning, are you there? Are you saved? Is Almighty Creator God of love living in you? Not just, oh, I know about it and I go to church and I'm not a bad person. That's an American philosophy that's going to send more people to hell than Satan. American. That means you're kind of standing on the outside, kind of watching it, but you're not in it, and he's not in you. You know, well, I don't do this. I don't go to movies. I don't cuss or chew or go with girls that do. Okay? Big deal. So what? That's got nothing to do with it. People are like, don't tell my kids that. I'm not. I'm telling your kids they need to get saved. Why? Go to church. So what? You know, I ask people about their relationship. Well, I go to church. I didn't answer that. I asked you, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And they're kind of, you know, tell me about your relationship with Jesus Christ. You know? It's just sad. You know. And I see this of people of all ages. Because the gospel has been ripped out of many people and they've been kind of existing in that mode for so long they don't even realize it's happened. They're not excited about telling anybody about Jesus because Jesus doesn't actually live within them. They're not excited about what God can do in, in their lives because the bottom line is He ain't doing nothing in their lives. Are you with me? I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. I'm not yelling at you. I just want you to go home today or even better, do it right now and say, you know what? Maybe I'm not there. Well, Pastor, you want me to question your salvation? Yes. Yes. If you're not filled with the love of God, like me yesterday, when I saw that person It's time for me to recognize there's something in me. There's still something in that person too, but there's something in me. Don't you always feel like saying that? Well, if they get their act straight, I'll get my act straight. This is crazy. But you feel that way humanly, don't you? You know? But the thing I'm saying is, is that it's time for us to go, you know what? This living, holy, almighty God He really doesn't live in me or He really does. And I mean, He's the activity, He's the animation, He's the life, He's the power, He's the love, He's the joy in me every day or He's not. And if He's not, there's something we need to do. Last week, someone gave a testimony and they were all great last week. That was just fantastic. They were great today. This testimony just hit me. Because, honestly, you mind if I just say something? I just find in the church, there are a lot of folks that they really don't believe. They kind of believe God could, if He would, but maybe He will, maybe He won't, you know, whatever. I'm just kind of standing in the middle. I'm not really sure. This person gave a testimony. That I I went, oh my goodness. I don't want us to miss this testimony. Because this was a testimony of... You've got to stand here next, near my phone here so we can all get recording. And this is a testimony that took this person from here to here.
1: Praise God!
0: Amen. Amen. And I know he's heard it. But I want us to hear it again, and I want us to um, to make sure that we get it, and then we're going to talk about it a little more, okay?
1: Uh, I'm sorry, guys, I have to repeat myself, but um, to, God glory, to God be the glory, um, I was just sharing that um, I was going through a rough time, and um, with my marriage life, and um, my kids getting sick, me getting sick, um, seems like... It's been happening since two years ago, since we moved over here to Pennsylvania. And um, we were with my parents, and we were going through a lot, because I was kind of the person like, oh, be careful with this, don't touch this, don't touch that island, the baby. I was like, be careful, don't break anything. And uh, we said, well, when God gives us our home, you know, everything's going to be better. God bless us with a beautiful home. And then in there, it's like all hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. I was just doing the same thing, like, oh, be careful with this, be careful with that. And it was just like... And a lot of fights in the marriage, and and it was just like really, really hard. And I just keep on praying, said God, you know, we're going through a lot, and and I know you're here in the midst, but I just don't, I just don't feel it. Like what's going on? How long is this going to last? And even the worst divorce was thrown in, and and all that stuff. And I'm like, God, I know you gave me my husband. I pray for this husband. I pray, and I know that you didn't bring us this far just to leave us here. And we started to pray and everything. I got pregnant and um god has a way like he has like we heard a pastor today tony evans talking about detours god do you think that like god's gonna take no he's gonna do detours so we have the baby i go to the hospital and um we come out and everything else uh, it's okay and i guess god said well you guys didn't learn your lesson you have to go back into the hospital to so spend time with your husband, and in there we were able to reconcile. We were talking about the things that it was wrong, the things that we shouldn't be doing and saying to each other, and it was just amazing. Like, what you think, like, when you think there is no way out, there's always a way out. God always have a door there. You just have to pray and just stand, stand in faith, and just like know that God is there no matter how dark the situation is. And Alan always tell me, you know what, whatever we're going through right now, it was going to help somebody else. Right. And it did that for so many people last week. A lot of people pulled me out like, Betsy, thank you for sharing that because, you know, and I said to one of them, I said, you know what, I couldn't keep it quiet because the Bible said, if you don't talk about it, if you don't testify, the rocks are going to cry out on your behalf. And yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I want to tell you guys. And even yesterday, as so I was in the salon, I have a friend that has a salon in here. And she was like, oh, Bet, I'm going through this in my marriage. And I know you were going through a lot. And you were sharing that. You were praying that. I said, you know what? I can tell you right now because of the prayers and people praying for us, even friends from Brooklyn, God has done a miracle. It's like I told Alan, you know what? God gave me a new love for you. It's just like something that I thought that it would never happen, like, no, I didn't want to kill this person or, or
0: <laughs> but and yeah. they really did. <laughs> yeah.
1: And God is just like transformed the whole thing. It's just now like we were sitting down last night and we were talking about like wow, you know God has brought us so far to all this love that we have now. And even David is just so amazing. Then he said, you know what? We are five strong, Betsy. We are five strong. with God in our midst. We are five strong. And I said, you know what? To God be the glory. And I just want to encourage you, you guys. Like, don't stay quiet and don't suffer alone. Just share with somebody. And whoever is sharing with you, just keep it in prayer. If somebody asks you to pray, pray. And I want to thank you, as I said last week, for being there for me. Because whenever I asked for prayer, you guys were praying. And I think that's one of... That's very important. Just keep it and give it an all to God and just surrender, surrender. And I can tell you right now, it's just like I have a love for my husband and the way he's treating me as well. It's just like, it's just so amazing just to God be the glory. And I pray that this will help you out, guys. And, And just stand, stand in faith and know that God is on your side, no matter what you go through, no matter what you go through.
0: God bless you. I wanted that in the midst of this because I, I wanted to ask you do we believe? Amen. Do we believe? You know, so often we can believe for somebody else's marriage, but do we believe for our own marriage? <laughs> you know, sometimes we can believe for somebody else's kids, but do we believe for our own children? Do we we believe that God can take us from here and set us apart by His grace to here? Amen. Amen. See, this is is so important. I really want to ask you this. I'm not asking somebody else. I'm asking you. Do you believe? Do you believe? Our verse today says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to save. And that's what we just heard about. You know, it's not just about salvation, so, you know, to get our get-out-of-hell-free card. You know, it's, it's salvation that actually transforms our lives, transforms our heart, transforms our love, transforms who we are, transforms us by His power, transforms us by His glory, transforms our marriages, transforms our homes, And listen, guys, when we start to believe, God will bring people into our lives and we can tell them how God can transform them. Like like Beth was saying, you know, this this person that cuts hair, I don't have a lot of experience with that, but, but this person that cuts hair, you know, what do I do? That's your opportunity to present the gospel, the love, the grace, and the power of Jesus Christ and let people know what God can do in their lives. But guys, first we've got to ask, do we believe He's done and is doing it in our lives? Is the gospel still at the center and active at the center of us? Or have we chosen to be angry? Have we chosen to be in despair? Have we chosen that being down and out and frustrated and bitter is actually more important than Jesus Christ? And we've got all kinds of excuses and Satan will give you all kinds of outs and kind of tell you that it's okay. I want to tell you right now, you don't have to live that way. God. You don't have to think that way. You don't have to just throw up your hands and give up. Believe me, I talked to these two. I had no idea how to help these two other than to pray for them. There was no human methodology, even with all of my great wisdom and understanding. That was a joke. You know, I had no idea how to help them. But there is one who does. I don't know how to get your kids and your grandkids and your friends out of financial misery. But I know that Lisa and I got in a uh, financial pickle through credit cards one time. We set down a plan that it was supposed to take us two years to get out. God got us out in six months. You see, I want you to understand something. The power to save touches every area of our lives. But you've got to understand this. It first needs to touch our minds and our hearts and our soul. And today, i just going to kind of end by asking you, is Jesus Christ at the center of who you are? Is the gospel of Jesus Christ what really is the impetus for your life, the center of your life? Is the love and grace of Jesus Christ the center of who you are? With all heads bowed and all eyes closed. Pastor, I have to confess and admit this morning, Jesus Christ is not that center. And I want Him to be that center today. Anybody would uplift a hand. Pastor, that's what I want. God sees that hand. Anybody else? You can put them down. God God sees those hands. Anybody else? I want that center. God sees those hands. God sees those hands. Anybody else? Man, that, I want that kind of life. I want that kind of power. I want those kind of miracles in my life. I don't want a heart of stone that's angry and frustrated all the time. I don't want a mind that's all over the place wherever Satan can distract it. I don't want a heart that's just bitter. I, I don't want a soul that's just troubled all the time. I want Jesus Christ to be my center. So that I can have that peace beyond all human comprehension. So that I can have that joy inexpressible and full of glory no matter what might be happening in my life today. Anybody else with an uplifted hand? God sees those hands. God sees those hands. He really, really does.